0: of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi everybody and welcome back to Let's Review RN. Today, I'm going to talk about what a urine test is and why it's so important for diagnosis of certain disease processes or diagnosing infection. The elimination of urine is a very important bodily function as it helps regulate the balance of water in the body. It facilitates excretion of substances that are being produced during metabolic processes and breakdown and... It also eliminates products or substances that are no longer needed to be held onto by the body and also eliminates toxic substances in food and medicine. Urine tests can help detect diseases of the urinary system as well as metabolic diseases like diabetes or liver disease. Urine can easily be contaminated by bacteria cells or other substances. So when performing a urinalysis, we want to educate our patients on how to properly perform a clean catch. When completing a clean catch or instructing your patient to complete a clean catch, we want to be sure that the bladder has not been emptied for two to three hours so that you ensure you get enough urine and the urine is not diluted. The patient needs to make sure the area is clean so they will use an antiseptic towel to wipe front to back for females or clean the area for males, then have the patient void a small amount, and then they will catch the urine midstream until the container is halfway full. We also want to make sure we instruct the patient to keep the cup at least two inches from their private parts so that it doesn't touch anything and become contaminated. Now, if a patient has a Foley catheter, you will utilize the access port of the Foley catheter clean it with an alcohol wipe, and then access the urine with a needleless syringe. You never want to collect a specimen from the Foley bag itself as it can be contaminated and give false positives with bacteria. There are a few different types of urine tests that can be completed, and the first one is a rapid urine test. There's also urinalysis, urine analysis with culture, there's pregnancy tests, there's 24-hour urine tests, and so on, and I'm going to go through these in depth. A rapid urine test is the quickest way to test the urine and receive results. For instance, they may have a dip test, which involves test strips with small colored squares, Um, And what this is, is on when you dip this into the urine sample for a few seconds and allow it to process, and depending on the concentration of the particular substance that you're testing for, those certain squares will change color. The results are then compared with a color table that's included in the urine test kit. It is compared against a range of colors that would indicate normal results or abnormal results. Rapid urine tests are usually done as part of routine examinations during maybe a primary care physician appointment, uh, prior to surgery. Uh, Some may utilize this on hospital admission or even at your OBGYN's office. Primary care offices will utilize this type of rapid urine test to evaluate patients who have acute symptoms like lower abdominal pain, stomach ache or back pain, frequent painful urination, or complaints of blood in the urine. This could also be used for routine checkups on diabetics or pre-diabetics to check the glucose levels in their urine. For the most part, the tests that are evaluated during a rapid urine test are the pH value, which measures the acidity of the urine. Normal values can range between 5 to 7, and values under 5 indicate the urine is too acidic, and values over 7 indicate more alkalotic urine. The dipstick can also allow for assessment of the presence of protein, which is not usually found in urine, glucose, which is also not found in urine typically, nitrates can be evaluated, again, not typically found in urine, ketones, which are a byproduct of metabolism that are, again, not typically found in the urine, bilirubin can be identified, which is a byproduct of the breakdown of hemoglobin. And also, urobilinogen, which is a byproduct of the breakdown of bilirubin, uh, can be identified as well, which is typically not found in the urine. Rapid urine tests can also look for erythrocytes, or more commonly known as red blood cells, which are not supposed to be present, uh, leukocytes, and more commonly referred to as white blood cells, which again, not normal for this to be present in a healthy individual's urine. Uh, I'm not going to take the time to discuss abnormal results, and really that's because... If you go back through some of the podcasts, um, I did discuss in depth what abnormal results will look like. For instance, you can refer back to episode 60, where I talk about acute glomerular nephritis. Uh, Episode 58, I discuss in-depth nephrotic syndrome, and there's multiple episodes where I discuss acute kidney injury and cardiorenal syndrome, and more recently, I discuss urinary tract infection. And In those podcasts, you can listen to some of the normal and abnormal values. Next, I'll talk about urinalysis, which again is another common or basic test to look for abnormalities within the urine. It again is often part of uh, routine examination and frequently performed when patients are admitted to the hospital, again scheduled for surgery, or can also be used to check abnormal results from the rapid urine test. A complete urinalysis is done in a laboratory and is more involved in the assessment than a rapid urine test. So a complete urinalysis assesses the color, cloudiness, and concentration of the urine. It also examines the chemical composition of the urine using a test strip as well as examination of the urine under microscope to look for bacteria, cells, parts of cells, or casts that are clumped together. Um, These clumps are made up of white blood cells often. A complete urinalysis is utilized to determine diagnosis or even monitoring of urinary tract infection, uh, bleeding in the urinary tract system, kidney disease, or liver disease. Again, it can also be utilized for diagnosis and monitoring of diabetes, bladder stones, and some blood diseases. In addition to the substance that can be detected by using a rapid test, a complete urinalysis can also test for creatinine, which is a byproduct of muscle breakdown, and an indicator of the patient's kidney function. It can look for bacteria, which is not usually found in the urine. Urinary casts, which are cylindrical, kind of stuck-together structures that form in the renal tubules, which, again, are abnormal. Also, crystals can be identified if there are high concentrations of certain substances in the urine. Specifically, uh, talking, we can talk about cholesterol crystals here, which can be caused by high levels of cholesterol in the urine. And epithelial cells can be identified, which can indicate that the cells are coming from the lining of the ureter, the bladder, or even the urethra. In addition to a complete urinalysis, a urine culture can be ordered, and this is usually done to detect bacteria or fungi in the urine and can help to identify urinary tract infections. A sample of the midstream urine is put into a petri dish, and these small plates will, with a growth medium, allow for germs to kind of grow in the, if it's present in the urine. Uh, the urine culture is placed in an incubator for one to two days and assessed each day for growth. If bacteria is found during the laboratory testing, then a specific type of antibiotic may be needed, and this is also what leads um, treatment for these patients because it's based on the determination of what bacteria or fungi is present or in growing in the laboratory as a result of taking a sample of that urine from the patient. Lastly, I'll touch on a 24-hour urine collection which involves collecting the urine over 24-hour period. Uh, when you collect a 24-hour urine collection, the patient discards the first urine sample after waking in the morning. And from then on, the patient's next 24 hours um, will be focused on collecting every ounce of urine uh, into the container. Once a 24 hours period is up, the patient empties their bladder one last time, and that urine is added to the sample collection. The 24-hour urine sample will be collected and kept on ice or in the refrigerator. If the urine is not cold, this can alter the results. A 24-hour urine sample can be used to look at different amounts of proteins, hormones, salts, and metabolic byproducts in the urine over a 24-hour period. If too little of the metabolic products, such as creatinine, is being filtered out of the body, this can indicate that the patient has acute kidney injury or chronic renal failure um, and also other disease processes. High levels of protein in the urine, also called proteinuria, can be caused by conditions such, again, as diabetes, inflammation of the renal pelvis, which I discuss again in depth um, in a podcast regarding nephrotic syndrome. Also, it can indicate urinary tract infection, heart failure, kidney disease, or even renal carcinomas. Some disorders of the endocrine system increase the amount of hormones and their metabolic byproducts in the urine, in the urine as well. And this can be seen and determined in this 24 hour urine collection. Drug tests are often performed by collecting the urine. Uh, Cannabis can be detected up to several weeks after being consumed. um, And drugs like cocaine, ecstasy, or heroin can actually um, stay in the urine and result um, for up to five to seven days after use. Some of these drug tests are completed as rapid tests and others do need to be sent away to the laboratory. The last type of urine test is a pregnancy test. Uh, The urine of a pregnant woman contains special hormone known as HCG, or human chorionic gonadotropins, which is produced by the placenta and excreted in the urine. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode as I kind of went through a basic overview of some of the urine tests that are utilized both in the outpatient and the inpatient setting, and sort of what they're looking for and why one would be used over the other um, because maybe it's looking for something a little bit more specific or it needs to be sent away for a laboratory to see if bacteria is growing. Um, So it's always important to kind of understand these tests and what you're looking for and why you're ordering them or maybe not ordering them but why you're performing them or you can have a better explanation to your patients as to why the provider did order these tests. Anyways, you can always find me at Let's Review RN on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any further questions, you can always reach me at letsreviewrn at gmail.com. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.